Hello, my name is Shadrika Williams, and this is Sister to Sister Podcast. Um, I would like to just welcome you all in just to um, just to share a few things that um, that God has been talking to me about um, in the month of October. For me, the month of October has been really, really, really busy, and I'm really excited about it because there's a lot of ideas and things that God's just doing in my life, and I'm truly, truly excited about it. And in addition to just being excited about what God is doing, um, I'm also excited because this month, October, is my birthday month. And for anyone who knows me, I love, love, love to celebrate the month of October. Just the love of myself to be to be loved on. I just truly, truly like the month of October. I love the month of October because this is the month that I was born in. And um, this year, for the month of October, um, God's put me in a position to reflect, to reflect on where I am, to reflect on what he's doing in my life, to reflect on what he's already done in my life. And one of the things that God brought to my attention is just where I was not too long ago. And to be honest, it's one of the central um, scriptures that's used for sister, excuse me, sister, sister ministry, which comes from um, 1 Corinthians 15 and 10. But before we go into that, I would like to, um, to start off with prayer. I would like to start off with prayer. So at this time, just dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, I thank you. God, I thank you, dear Heavenly Father, just for all that you've done, all that you continue to do in and through my life, oh God. God, I just thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for an opportunity, dear Heavenly Father, to be able to share just who you are, oh God, to share what you are doing and what you've already done in my life, oh God, and within my family's life, oh God. God, I thank you so much, dear Heavenly Father, for Jesus. I thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for for saving me, oh God. God, I thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for your grace. I thank you for your mercy, oh God. God, I thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for second chances, oh God. God, I just thank you for new beginnings, oh God. I thank you, dear Heavenly Father, just for all that you've done and all that you continue to do. God, I ask, dear Heavenly Father, that you watch over, dear Heavenly Father, this podcast, oh God. And God, I ask, dear Heavenly Father, that you watch over those, dear Heavenly Father, who will listen, oh God. God, I ask the Heavenly Father that whatever is said and done, the Heavenly Father, that it brings honor and glory unto your name, O oh God, that you, the Heavenly Father, would get the glory of oh God. The Heavenly Father, that what is said, the Heavenly Father, or shared, the Heavenly Father, that it truly touches the heart of your people, O oh God, that they, the Heavenly Father, will hear you, O oh God, and the Heavenly Father, that their lives will not be the same. God, I thank you, I honor you, and I give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So the main scripture for sister to sister ministry, it comes from, um, again, 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, verse 10. And it says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. 
and his grace towards me was not a was not without effect. In fact, I worked harder than all the apostles, though it was not I, but the grace of God, his unmerited favor and blessings, which was with me. And that was from the Amplified Version. But in the King James, it just says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And that's, <laughs> that's a remarkable reminder for me that, you know, I am what I am by the grace of God. And when I wrote the scripture down, um, that was in 2017, when um, God was really um, impressing on my heart about sister to sister ministry and what, what I was experiencing, what it just truly meant to me. And as I was writing down just about sister to sister and wanting sister to sister to be a place where women who were going through some of the similar things or felt similarly to how I was feeling at the moment. I wanted them to to be able to know that, you know, all of the things that that we are experiencing, that they're not in vain. And that's what the reminder that God had given me is by the grace of God, I am what I am. And so I found myself reflecting not just in the month of October, but mainly in the month of October. And the thought just hit me. It's like, you know, how did I get here? How did I get to this place? Have you ever just sat and just thought about, you know, whether good or bad, how did I get here? And so when I when that question or when that thought was in my head or when I spoke it, I thought about it. I'm like, I've, I've, I've said this before. I've I've mentioned this before. And so let me explain. Um, 2017 was the first time that um, that I, I, I want to say that I actually spoke those words. And the reason why I, I pinpointed it to around 2017 is because that was really the high point of where I was as far as, um, needing God's help. I was really, really in a hard, a hard place and it was real difficult. It was real difficult to hear. It's real difficult to pray. It was just real difficult to see myself um, in the situation that I was in. And the reason why the question had come about was because I did not recognize myself in the midst of where I was. And the reason why I didn't recognize myself was because I had allowed what I was experiencing and what I was going through to cause me to become depressed, to have so many insecurities, to um to really just doubt who I was and who God had created me to be and it it just, it just was a lot but I'm gonna fast forward I'm gonna go back a little bit um to the place I was before 2017 so let's go back to Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 15. And I'm going to read it from the beginning of, um, of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting at verse 1. Again, the emphasis 
the emphasis um is on chapter is on verse 10 which is the the uh, scripture for the ministry which is but by the grace of god i am what i am but i want to start at the beginning because it's something that paul writes or that he says in the beginning that i want to um to point out so it reads it says in chapter first corinthians chapter 15 now again and this is from the amplified version it says now brothers and sisters let me remind you once again of the good news of salvation which i preached to you which you welcomed and accepted and on which you stand by faith by this faith you are saved reborn from above spiritually transformed renewed and set apart for his purpose if you hold firmly to the word which i preached to you unless you believe in vain just superficially and without complete commitment for i passed on to you as of first importance what i also received that christ died for our sins according to that which the scriptures foretold and that he was buried and that he was boldly raised on the third day according to that which the scriptures foretold and that he appeared to cephas peter then to the twelve after that he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at one time the majority of whom are still alive but some have fallen asleep in death then he was seen by james then by all the apostles and last of all, as to one untimely, prematurely, traumatically born, he appeared to me also. For I am the least worthy of the apostles and not fit to be called an apostle because I at one time fiercely oppressed and violently persecuted the church of God. But by the remarkable grace of God, I am what I am and his grace for toward me was not without effect in fact i worked harder than all the apostles though it was not i but the grace of god his unmerited favor and blessings which was with me so i'll go ahead and finish i think uh stop at 11 so whether it was i or they this is what we preach and this is what you believed and trusted in and relied on with confidence. So I wanted to read the full uh, well, verses 1 through 11. It's because I'm going to backtrack and go back to when the time where I first confessed. And this is a part of my reflecting and just all that God has done and what he's doing in my life even now. And the reason why it was so important for me to go to this particular time in my life is because when I first confessed, I was between 11 and 13 years old at that that particular time. And when I confessed at that time, (laughs) for me, it was more because I knew who God was. And I knew who God was. And I wanted, I knew that if anything were to happen to me, if I died, that I wanted to be with God. I knew I wanted to be there. And the reason why I was so conscious about 
about life and death at that time was because at an early age, that's what was taking place around me. It was a lot of, a lot of death was taking place. And so I was away. I'm like, no, if something happened to me, I want to make sure that I'm saved and that I'm with, that I'm with God and that that heaven is my home. And, and I was adamant about that. That's how I feel. I really, um, leading up to the moment of, of baptism, you know, even before I even confessed, God was doing something even then because I was aware of the fact that like, God, you know, you know, if when I go to bed at night, you know, I want to make sure that what I hear is your word if, when I, when I go to bed. Cause I was, I had started playing uh, church music, uh, gospel music when I laid down because it was soothing to me, but I wanted in my, in my mindset at 11, 12 years old, I wanted whatever the last thing I heard I wanted that to be the word of God. And when I rose in the morning, I want the word of God to be what I woke up to. So that's what my mindset was at 11 or 12, because I knew that, you know, I wanted to be in heaven. I wanted to be with God. And so um, from the time that I confessed, I was, um, we did um, Sunday school. I did, um, I continued to grow. I did Bible studies. And I just continued to grow and I was excited about what I was learning at church. I was excited about what I was learning at Bible study. I was excited about what I was learning at vacation Bible school. And I was excited. And I, I was sharing it with my family. I was sharing it with my friends. And I just continued to just feed myself the word of God. And the more I fed myself the word of God, the more I could see how God was, was doing things in my life. And that took place throughout um, throughout high school. And then I moved and I went to college. And um, as I went to college, the first, first couple of years in college, I guess around 2008, I had started, um, started reading more into, um, what was it called? I had, started, I had joined teacher's class. I joined teacher's class at our church. And um, not so much to become a teacher, but to learn more, to get the more in-depth understanding of what the Word of God was saying. And um, it's just, just was something that I, that I wanted and that I desired. But in that time frame, it was so much growth that took place. And... I was in a place to where the best way I can express it is as if I was on a cloud. But I was in a place where I knew and could feel the presence of God so heavily on my life. And and just throughout the day, I could just feel it because his peace and his presence was on me. And I was just reading and and I, I felt and I seen the change. I seen the change. I had stopped at that particular time in college. Um, I had stopped listening to um, uh, secular music. I started listening to gospel, and um, that was the that was my main thing that I would listen to. But I was reading more, I was studying more in the Word of God, and it was to the point where even on campus, I knew um, as I was going through campus, there were places I would go, and I would just sing and hum and. It was just a beautiful thing. Like, I just had so much peace. I had so much peace. 
in my life and I could just feel God's peace and his presence upon me. And it was just a beautiful place to be at, 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 at that moment in my life, learning about God and just hearing his voice and uh, reading his word and just and, and praying. And I was just learning who I was in him. And so time progressed and went on and just as I was reflecting, I was like, wow. And oftentimes I'll go back to that moment and I'm like, you know, that's a great place to be is to always be in God's presence and, and just feel light and, and to really just feel, just feel God. And I reflect on it a lot. Um, but as time progressed and as I continued to, um, to move throughout college, life happened, things happened. And there was, um, I found myself away from God. Um, I had gotten away from the things that I was doing because I was trying to fit in with the people that was around me. Um, and the reason being is because I, I, I just stood out. Again, you know, being a young um this is a young person, period, and, you know, changing your life to live for God and and just loving to read and just spend time with God and not really doing the things that your peers did. That can be uneasy sometimes if you don't really know who you are. And at that time, I was just in love with God and I just, you know, I was just in a place. But I began to hang around um, people who had who was just a little, they were opposite. They were different from, from who I was. And um, I allowed their opinions and I allowed their um, influence to have an effect on where I was. And so I just began to, um, to go out and do all of what they were doing and just made some bad choices just all together. Just made some bad choices. And um, just ended up in another place. So, you know, the question still remains, you know, how did I get here? And this took place for a while, um, well over into um, the latter part of my 20s. It just continued on. I, I don't really, I wouldn't say that I didn't recover because I did, but just truly having a full understanding of where I was took place after um, after I got married. Um, and even in the time frame where I allowed my friends and at the time to have an influence on my life to where I stopped doing what I was doing as far as, you know, reading and doing the things that, that made me happy and brought me so much peace, um, I got married. And after I got married, um, the true test of me knowing who I was took place and the identity because my identity was wrapped up in college. It was wrapped up in the opinions and the thoughts of my peers. And then when I got married, I got married and all of my identity was wrapped up in um, being married or being a wife. And at the time, not really knowing what that even looked like. And just so many other things that I was allowing myself to be um, 
my identity to be wrapped up in. And because of that, I found myself in a place, as I was mentioning when we first started, I ended up in a place of depression. I ended up in a place of where my insecurities was just everywhere with all kind of things. And I just remember one day after crying or crying at the time because I did not recognize who I was. And I do not know where, um, I thought I had took a picture or something, but either way, that wasn't important. Um, I remember just looking at myself and saying, how did you get here? How did you get to this place? Because how I was raised, I was raised, you know, to be strong, to be independent, to, um, you know, I, I love life, you know, thrived and just had fun, enjoy family, all of those different things. And here I am laying in my bed, just soaking in my mess and just like, how did you get here? How did you get to this place to be this woman who's struggling emotionally, who's struggling mentally, who's struggling um, just all over, just trying to even just pick yourself up? How did you get to that place? How did I get here to where, you know, it's hard for me to even get out of the bed? How did I get to a place where, you know, I don't know when the last time that I smiled or laughed. How did I get to a place of, 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 of basically a loss of identity? How did I get to this place? Because this person that I see, I don't recognize. I don't recognize this person. How did I get here? And so <laughs> I asked that question and it's just a lot of different things that took place in that moment. And around that time that I asked that question, it was, it was 2017. I asked that question. And in asking the question, God over the years has allowed me in him to see myself as he sees me. And I'm thankful for the people that God placed around me to help me, to encourage me, and to reaffirm the things that God had placed in me and who he had destined and created me to be because I had allowed my identity to be wrapped up in other people, what other people said, what other people thought. And I stopped being who I was finding out I was when I first believed, when I first confessed, when I was walking on the campus and singing and humming hymns or whatever I was humming at the time. But I allowed so much other stuff to come in and, and try to shape and mold who God had already called and destined for me to be. So in between the time of me confessing and reading and all of these different things to the point where I found myself, it's like, well, what happened? And sometimes life can come so quick and you really do just look at like, well, how did I get to this place? Because you never really see it coming sometimes. But I'm thankful to God that 
the things that I have gone through, the things that I have experienced. Because there was a moment in time where I felt like, you know, God, will I ever get out of here, out of this, out of this place, out of this mess, or how I feel? And it wasn't so much that I that that I doubted that God could do it. It's just I didn't know if He would for me. I didn't know if He would for me. Because I felt like, you know, I had made so, you know, my choices were bad. And that because of my bad choices that, you know, maybe I would never feel the place of peace like I did on campus. Because I missed being in that place. The place of peace. To go from peace to, you know, where, you know, you barely know if God is even present. Which we know that is a lie because God said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And so I get to a point where, you know, over time, I continue to cry out to God. I continue to seek God. I continue to um, do as much as I could. It was hard and I could not. Sometimes I just couldn't do. But I thank God for the, the men and women of God that he placed around me. My friends who pray for me when I couldn't pray, people who reaffirmed me, people who poured back into me, people who held me up until I got to a place where I could hear and see and pray on my own. And even when I got to that place where I could pray and see and do all of these things on my own, they still were praying and encouraging and uplifting me as well. They never stopped. And I'm thankful for that. And so I didn't understand what I was going through at that time. I didn't understand, you know, why, why me? Why I got to go through this? Why I have, why does it have to be so hard? Why I have to feel so much pain? Why do I have to go through so much agony? Why am I being attacked? Because that's how I felt, like a big attack. Like I'm not bothering anybody, I'm not doing anything. Why are these things happening? And even though I understood and knew that God would never leave me or forsaken me, it felt as though he had. Because the pain was so heavy. The pain was so, um, it was just heavy. Just, just, <laughs> just really burdensome. And it just felt like the pain would never go away. And that the state that I was in would never get better. And someone said, you know, it, you know, just, just keep going, just keep pushing, keep, just keep moving. But it's like, how can I do these things? And I'm tired and I'm drained. I have no energy. And I, I couldn't understand why they kept saying, just keep pushing. Don't get weary in well-doing. For in due season, you shall reap. If you faint, not. And I kept trying to figure out, like, why do they keep quoting this scripture? Because all I wanted to do was give up. But it was one day that I did get up. And when I got up, there was a peace that I felt. It was a peace similar to the peace that I had when I first confessed. And then it just seemed like, you know, as each day continued to come, that things got better. I got a little bit stronger. I got a little bit stronger. I got a little bit stronger. I kept getting stronger in areas of my life that I thought that I would never get back. My mind, oh, 
I pray so much over my mind. I'm like, God, my mind, cover my mind. Because if if I don't have my mind, how how will I know to even praise you? How will I know to even worship you? God, help me and protect my mind. In every area that I was calling and praying and asking God to help and to heal me from, I started to, to be, as I acknowledged it and as I continued to strive and continue to pray, I began to see how God was touching the areas of my life. He was touching my mind. He was touching my eyesight that I'd be able to, to see the things in the way that he wanted me to see it. Um, to move in my life and as God continues to heal me in areas one day, it's just, it's just the overwhelming of peace, but just one day, um, Hi, if you are enjoying this episode of Sister to Sister podcast, how did I get here? Please don't forget to like and share. So I felt this overwhelming peace and just having this overwhelming peace. I just sat back and I just thank God. I'm like, God, just thank you. And it, it came back to, to my mind again. It's like, how did I get here? Because the peace that I felt, it was something that I thought that I would never um, be able to obtain or never be able to have back. And to have God restore you in your mind, having to restore you in your in your in your spirit, excuse me, and have him restore you just overall to where you feel not so much like you because the, the person who I thought I was, that's not who I am. Where I am now and who I'm becoming, it's like, wow, like who, you know, <laughs> it's a, sometimes it's almost like, well, who is this? Because I've never been in a place to where I had peace, but I also understood who I am, who God is, who God has called me to be, who is calling me to be. And it's just a place of like, wow, I just never, especially looking back, I didn't think that I would get to this place. And the question comes up again, how did I get here? But the first time I asked it, I asked the question of how did I get here? I asked it from a point of, um, despair. Like, God, how did I get here? Like, goodness, how did I get here? Because life ha life happens. Life happens to, to us all. And sometimes we just, you know, look at it. It's like, you know, I never would have thought I'd be in this place or I'd be in this position. But to be able to look back at your life and to see where you are now and say, God, thank you. How did I get here? And it's a place just really of peace. It's, it's a true place of peace and contentment in God and just knowing that whatever I have faced, whatever I have gone through, that it is nobody but God. It's nothing that I've done. It's nothing that, that, that like nobody else gets the credit for it because it is God. It's nobody but him. And I'm just thankful because I know I can't give my own self peace. And it's nobody but the peace of God. Nothing but the peace of God. 
and I'm just thankful for that. So it brings me to the scripture that we were reading um, in Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians, the 15th um, chapter in the Amplified Version, Paul was letting them know that what saves us, the salvation that saves us, the good news that he preaches about, that he teaches about, is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And that this is truly what we believe in faith. Just as a little girl, when I said, God, you know, when I die, I don't want to go to hell. I want to, I want to live and I want to, I want to, you know, if anything happens to me, I want to make sure that I'm in heaven, understanding that this is my confession. This is the confession of my faith, that I believe that you hung, bled, and died. But not only did you hung, bled, and die, but you rose with all power in your hands. This is what I believe. But then Paul was also talking about how, you know, <laughs> this is me paraphrasing, but it's almost in the sense of like when everybody else was out and they were in church and they were praising God and, and listening to his word. And when, when they were all doing that, I was out in the world, out in the streets, living any kind of old way, doing any old thing. Not that I did not know, but I did know. And just as Paul was explaining that, you know, I wasn't amongst the first of the apostles. If anything, I'm the least of them all. I was a persecutor of the church. I was a persecutor of Christ. I was persecuting Christians. But because of my story, because of my testimony, that God uses me, the more. Like he, 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 I mean, we get so caught up, and it's so easy to get caught up in where we've been and what, what our past looks like and what our story looks like because we didn't grow up. In, in, maybe in the church or we didn't grow up the way that somebody else grew up or we didn't experience the things that others experienced or we feel like because when we do go to church we behind the eight ball because that was a reality for me too because I had not so much that I had been out of church but the fact that where I was when I first confessed and when I began to to study study God's word and and, and dig deeply in the word how um, I felt that when I got myself back, when I got my, you know, my win back, when I got back to being me, that I was behind the eight ball because it was things that God was doing in my life and it was new things that I was experiencing and, and, and where I was fellowshipping or where I'm fellowshipping now, all of the things that I had started to learn when I was, when I was, um, in my early twenties. I started seeing them again, but I had no, I, I felt like I didn't have enough understanding for what I was seeing or what I was experiencing. And that was a little bit um, intimidating sometimes or frustrating because I felt like, you know, I wasted time. But no, God is using the, 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 the areas in my life where I, when I was asking him, God, how did I get to this place? 
their hard spot. He is using that now through Sister to Sister Ministry to minister to other people, to minister to other women, other young women who may have found themselves in a place where they have fallen away from from with their relationship with God or or feel like, you know, I've been gone too long. I missed out on something. He's using my story. He's using the the experiences, the 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 depression, whatever it is that I had gone through, and I was questioning and asking God about in the time of my own despair. He's using it as a testimony to to share His word, to share His goodness, to share His faithfulness. That that God. Will save you. God will not leave you. God is a healer. Because that's what he's done for me. So that's the same thing that Paul was was teaching was the fact that the, the gospel that we preach, the good news that we preach, that it doesn't change. That is the same that the apostles were preaching that were before me, and it's the same that I'm preaching even now. Is what he was saying. It's the same message. And that God can still use you. And that's what God was doing for Paul. That was what God used Paul. He used him. He used him. And he understood that it was nobody but God. Because he says, by, by the grace of God. By the remarkable grace of God, according to the Amplified Version, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not without effect. In fact, I worked harder than all the apostles, though it was not I, but the grace of God, his unmerited favor and blessings, which was with me. And that's true for us all. That by the grace of God, I am or we are who we are. It's no matter what we've gone through, whatever we've been through, whatever we've faced, that everything that has happened in our lives is used for the glorification of God. And it's the testament of our faith knowing that God has truly saved us. One of the scripture verses that I notated came from Romans 10. Verse 9, and it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's it. To believe, to confess with thy mouth, to believe in thy heart that God hath raised Jesus from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Whatever circumstance, wherever you find yourself, thou shalt be saved. And the understanding that I came about and why that scripture sticks with me is because when I found myself in a hard place, that's all I could do was call on God. And ask him to save me. So for me, my understanding is that, you know, yes, I asked God to save me at 11 and 12 years old. But I've asked God to save me so many other times also. Because I don't just need saving once. I need saving every day. 
I need saving from both seen and unseen things. I need saving from circumstances. I need to be saved from people. I need to be saved. And God tells us in this word that whenever we confess, when, when we confess and when we, if we believe, that God will save us. And because I know that, I know that I can call on God and that he will save me. He has saved me. God has done something in my life that I know is only but him. And I'm thankful. Because like I said, I didn't, I knew that God could do it, but I just didn't know if he would do it for me. And that may be a place where you find yourself. Even now, whomever is listening, that you feel like, you know, I didn't grow up in the church or I wasn't always or I backslid or I did all of these different things. And to be honest, none of that really matters when it comes to God. Because God is more interested in us and having a relationship with us. So it doesn't matter where you find yourself, wherever you are, God can reach you and God can help you and he can heal you. And how in whatever circumstance your life or condition your life may be in, God can use your story. He can use your story. Paul was a persecutor of Christians, God's people. And God changed his life so to where he preached the word to God's people. God used him. So wherever you find yourself, whatever you're going through, whatever you have been through, God can use your story. One, he can save you and he can use your story for his glory. Because it's by his grace that all of us have made it through whatever circumstance we have found ourselves in. And it's by his grace that we are who we are today because there's nobody but him. You say, well, I don't don't deserve that. None of us do. But that's what grace is. As the scripture was telling us, it's the unmerited favor of God. We don't deserve it, but God chooses to give this to us. And so for me, I'm just forever just grateful and I'm thankful. I'm truly thankful. Because as I look at it, I look at what God is doing and how God has taken my story have he he's he's birthed out of me sister to sister this truly is God because the very things that I'm talking about and the very things that I share is the things that God has done that I didn't think would be done for me so the only thing I can do is be obedient and to share the testimony of what God has done in my life So I pray that this was an encouraging message. I pray that you heard God and not me. But truly that, you know, what was shared 
was encouraging and that it was helpful. So I pray that whomever listens, whoever finds this podcast, that their lives are changed and that their lives are helped. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, I thank you. God, I thank you, dear Heavenly Father, just for allowing me once again the opportunity to share your word. God, I thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for what you are doing in me, oh God. God, I thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for the testimony, dear Heavenly Father, of who you are in my life, oh God. God, I thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for grace, and I thank you for mercy, oh God. And God, I just ask the Heavenly Father right now in the name of Jesus, oh God, Lord, that you watch over all those, the Heavenly Father, who find this podcast, oh God. God, I ask the Heavenly Father that you do for them, the Heavenly Father, what you have done for me, oh God. God, you've always been there. God, you promised that you would never leave us and that you would never forsake us, oh God. And God, I say thank you. God, I ask the Heavenly Father that you, dear Heavenly Father, continue to change the stories of your people, oh God. That whatever they find themselves in, oh God, and whatever state they're in, oh God, that you truly can save us, oh God. That you can do what no one else can do for us, oh God. You are a healer, oh God. You are a redeemer, oh Heavenly Father. You are our Savior, oh God. And God, we say thank you. So God, I ask the Heavenly Father that you touch the mind, the heart, and the spirit of your people, oh God. Lord, that they truly, the Heavenly Father, can feel the peace that you promised that you would give to us, oh God. And God, I ask the Heavenly Father even now that as we, as people listen, oh God, Lord, that your peace, the Heavenly Father, overwhelms them, oh God. That your presence, oh God, is known, the Heavenly Father, to them, the Heavenly Father, as they hear, the Heavenly Father, this podcast, oh God. So, God, I thank you, O oh God. I honor you, O oh God, and I give you glory in all things, O oh God. In your darling son Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I thank you all for listening to this podcast, and I pray again that this is truly a blessing unto you and that God will be glorified. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.